0: Welcome to the Winsome Creationist, where we explore God's world using a model-building approach, interact with a gracious tone, and take a firm stand on the literal truth of creation found in God's Word. Join host Steve Schram and occasional guest as they explore the mysteries and majesties from creation to the flood, Babel to the cross, and everywhere in between. And now, here's your host. Hello and welcome into this first inaugural episode of The Winsome Creationist. I couldn't be more excited about this new podcast and this new video channel because it's going to give me the opportunity to speak into something that I've needed to speak into in a bigger way for a very long time now. I probably should have doubled down on this course of action like three and a half to four years ago. But you know, there's no time like the present. So here we are. And I'm very excited to share with you what I think is going to be a helpful um, entry, a helpful introduction into the origins debate in general and into the spheres of young age, young earth creationism in specific. And what I want to do in this very first episode, and uh, I, I do want to say this, is what I'm getting ready to say. I don't feel like this is something that I'm going to have to explain very often. Uh, I'll explain it once here, um, and then I'm sure it'll come up in conversations down the road. But for the most part, what I aim to do is just have very normal conversations about origins, about creation, about the Bible, and that you will see what we talk about in this episode actually just presented in the content as we move forward, as we interact with those who both agree and those who disagree, both in general and in the specific as well. So I'm excited about that. But for this first episode, I really did want to take some time to talk about why this podcast is necessary, um, at least why I feel it's necessary, uh, what the word winsome means. Maybe you've never even heard that term before and you're just intrigued. Like, what is a winsome creationist? And so we're going to talk about what that term uh, sort of means and, and and how it can apply uh, into what we're doing here we're going to talk about once we get our bearings on that once we have that definition in place does that negatively affect actually our ability to be persuasive in conversation and so we're going to talk through that as well and even get into what it looks like to have formal debates around this and, and still be uh, winsome with our personality and with our attitude so without any further ado let's go ahead and dive right into that so why This podcast. But to answer that question, I'm going to zoom out just a little bit further and uh, give you an idea of who I am and what I feel like my um, mission and my, frankly, my calling as it relates to this is. So, the brief version, my background history here with apologetics, with biblical theology, with creationism, is that in 2015, I had not a crisis of faith, but a realization that I didn't have as good of reasons for my faith as I really thought I needed to. I felt like the Lord wanted me to preach or at least to teach in some sort of um, frequent capacity. I didn't know if he wanted me to maybe be a pastor one day or an evangelist or just a, a lay leader in my local congregation or what that would look like. All I knew was I was about to devote my life to the teaching and preaching of God's word in a way that I had never considered before. And that made me question whether or not what I believed was actually true. And so what I did was I looked into that. I first did a quick Google search, and there's a long story behind that that I'm sure I'll get to at some point later in the podcast. But anyway, I did a quick Google search. Hey, did Jesus even exist? Um, apparently, I found the answer to my question pretty easily because I do remember um, coming across the website, um, hearing it, that, yep, uh, most people think Jesus existed, and then apparently that was good enough for me. I moved right on. Later, I came across a book in a goodwill called The Case for Faith by Lee Strobel. It was my first introduction into Apologetics. I then started listening to some creationists on, on YouTube and found some that my wife had actually grown up listening to and watching and then had forgotten about. and so I, I started going down those rabbit trails. And then, in 2017, we took a trip with our church to the Creation Museum and the Ark Encounter. And for me, that was a very formative uh, moment, um, because it, it really it, it confirmed to me that i wanted to have something to do with creating similar experiences now maybe i i wouldn't ever get to have an arc encounter or a creation museum but it it confirmed to me that this is what i wanted a big part of my ministry to be was talking about origins talking about creation and so after that trip i started a podcast called the creation academy again this would have been in 2017 and uh fall of 2017 to be specific. And, uh, I'll tell you just briefly what happened is over time, you know, things with my business and my job ha- had been picking up and I had to sort of consolidate and make some choices. And so I rebranded my podcast at that time. And I forget what year this would have been, but it would have been probably a year or so after going hard, um, with just the creation focused podcast. And I made, uh, the podcast to be something more generic and I don't believe God makes mistakes, um, but humans do. And I fully believe that I I did make a mistake when I rebranded my podcast into something that was less um, focused than the Creation Academy and more broad and more general. Unfortunately, a lot of the audience dropped off, even though I maintained talking about origins most of the time. Um that audience dropped off at that point and never recovered. And don't get me wrong for me. It's it's not just about big numbers. It's not about having an audience necessarily, but it is about having impact. And you, you do sort of have to, um, you know, I do marketing and, and website design and things uh, for, for work. And uh, that's, I own a business. And one of the things I know is that you do have to look at what's working, stop doing what isn't working and start doing more of what is working. And I didn't take my own advice there. Unfortunately. Now, I'm not complaining. I have another podcast feed that I decided to leave intact called the Bible Nerd Podcast. I love that podcast. I still plan to update that podcast very regularly, although it may slow down as I try to get this one ramped up a little bit. Um, but I appreciate the community that I've built there, and I love updating the Bible Nerd Podcast, and it's really a good time uh, for me. But uh, believe it or not, my family and I just got back from yet another trip to the Creation Museum and the Ark Encounter. My kids are getting older; they're asking more questions and. Um, I got that same feeling again when I was there. Um, that same feeling again that like I need to be talking about this more and and not just and this is what I'm getting to the reason for this podcast. It's not just oh I really love creation right. So I feel like I need to talk about that. It's it's more than that. It's there's a, a two pronged approach that I personally take to creation that I started my first podcast uh, five years ago with the intent of capturing and uh, frankly, I quit. I stopped focusing on that like I like I should have, and so I am here in this podcast attempting to right that wrong and take this to new levels because I truly feel again like this is where God really wants me to be. And uh, fortunately, things with my my job have allowed me the opportunity to have a little bit more time flexibility, and so now. I could be present. I could focus on this and I'm excited. So what is the reason for this podcast? Well, it's it's really a two-pronged approach. Again, the same one that I started the Creation Academy with and now that I'm starting the Winsome Creationist with as well. And the two prongs are basically, if we were to put it in layman's terms, that we can be firm in our position of creationism without being mean and without bashing others. And I know those are uh, two very similar things, but let me explain. First of all, we could do it without being mean, meaning that we can be winsome. Okay, to be winsome is to have that gracious attitude, to to have a tone that is um, uh, not compromising in in truth or or sacrificing anything, um, but is gracious in, in our interactions. For example, one of the words that gets thrown around in the creation debate a lot is the word "compromiser," and I hate that word. I'll be honest; I just can't stand that term um, because it's used in such a negative way. And I, I just feel like we can have really great conversations about the ideas and, and even have the opportunity to be pretty persuasive to those who don't agree without using that term. And so that's just one very practical example, but there's there's a lot more that we're gonna go into. So we can have these conversations around origins, around creation without being mean. But there's a second thing. And the second thing is that we can do it without merely bashing the other side. And by the other side I mean evolutionists, okay? This is, after all, the creation-evolution debate. And while, yes, there are internal discussions that all creationists of different stripes like to have, at the end of the day, the two um, sort of opposing worldviews here fundamentally are that of creation and naturalistic evolutionary theory. And so those are the two heads that are really budding. And a lot of creationism, um, especially since the revival of the modern creationist movement, sort of from the 1960s on, a lot of it has focused on uh, what I call evolution bashing, right? A lot of just downplaying or, or, or degrading even the other side, either for things they believe or in a legitimate critique of their ideas. And there's actually a place for that. I believe there's a place for that. And I'm sure some of that will happen on this podcast, right? We do need to understand why evolution is not true. But more importantly to me than discussing why evolution is not true, I want to discuss why creation is true. I want to give them a replacement. I want to not only say, hey, yeah, this is wrong, but I want to offer them another way of looking at the evidence. And I want to offer Christians and creationists another way of thinking about the evidence and and giving a, a positive case for creationism and Undoubtedly, most of the guests that we have on are going to be very much in line with this thinking. The guests that we have on, I personally am going to prioritize guests that are focused on what I call, um, and what others call as well, it's not my term, model building creation, okay? Model building creationism as opposed to evolution bashing creationism. So we're looking at cosmological models. We're looking at biological models. We're looking at Geological models, and we're looking at the the Earth, the way that we have it today, the universe, the way that we have it today, and we're saying, yes. What models can we deploy that make sense of the data that we have, both in the real world and in Scripture? So the reason for this podcast is to promote the model building approach, and to do so in a way that is gracious, in a way that is winsome, and in a way that we can have an impact and and gain some inroads into discussions both with other forms of creationists. Uh, as well as those who hold to naturalistic evolution. Now, you might wonder if we do this, are are we sacrificing truth? Um, Are are we, you know, if if we're not going to call people compromisers, if we're not going to quote unquote, tell it like it is, are we sacrificing something about the nature of the truth? The answer there is no. The answer there is no. If anything, what we're doing, I think, is we are avoiding the temptation to use ad hominem attacks. Ad hominem is, of course, just a Latin phrase that means to the man, okay? Most of the time, when we're using words like compromiser, all we're doing is using an ad hominem term, okay? We're, we're, we're labeling somebody else according to a particular way to throw dirt at them. And that is not a great way to debate. It's not a great way to make friends. It's not a, a great way to gain inroads. And in fact, um, unfortunately, many people that I have talked to, both those who have left the faith altogether and those who have moved on to other models of creationism, but still would call themselves Christians, have have cited no shortage of of personal anecdotes where they have interacted with creationists who have talked down to them, who have degraded them, who have called them names, and they have cited that as being a reason to, to move on. And again, whether or not that's a good reason, I'm not here to speak to that. But the point is, it's obviously a problem because I can't tell you how many times I have heard this. Okay. Um, I've had personal conversations, lots of them with people who have been in these situations and have expressed that, and this is not to toot my horn. I'm just saying, I'm giving you some reasons for why we're doing this. Um, they've expressed that my way of, of, of approaching this you know, these things and interacting with them was a breath of fresh air compared to others that they've talked to. And I'll be honest, I just don't believe that should be the case. I believe that all Christians should have that demeanor. All Christians should be able to have these discussions intelligently without those to-demand attacks. Let's talk about the ideas and debate on those grounds and not get into name-calling, okay? So, by the way, I'm not just, you know, I mean, this works on all sides. There are evolutionary creationists, or sometimes known as the- theistic evolutionists, who look at our side and they call all of our guys pseudoscientists. And by the way, that word's not allowed either. Okay, I don't like the word compromiser. I also don't like the word pseudoscientist because it misunderstands what science is. And I think if you're going to be a scientist and and you're going to call somebody a name that shows that you misunderstand what science is then that is a big problem. So no, we're not sacrificing truth. We still need to stand firm on the truth, stand firm on the literal six-day creation taught by God's word. I am not saying anything about backing down from those positions at all. I'm just suggesting that we can can hold onto those things firmly and be nice. And and that really leads me to the next question, which is this, does winsome ever go too far? Uh, Can we ever be too nice? Can we ever be too winsome? And I think the answer to that is also, yeah, I I think sometimes we do need to be a little harsher. Uh, We do need to stand firm in such a way that might come across as offensive. But there are rules and guidelines around that, right? Almost certainly that never, ever needs to happen in an ad hominem way. It never needs to happen in a way where a man is being attacked instead of an idea. Another thing about that is, um, it's really important and sometimes you have to be a little forceful when you make these kind of points because people don't get it. It's really important to understand the implications of a view versus what a view teaches. So a lot of people will get mad and say, Well, are you know, you're that's a straw man because we don't teach that. And and so that's where we have to kind of stand firm and say, Well, you may not teach that, but it's an implication of your view that could be very, very harmful to for example, Orthodox Christianity or, or whatever. So we need to stand firm on that. Uh, the other time, and we're going to talk about formal debates in, in just a minute before we close out, but the other time that this is relevant is informal debates when, um, a, a, you know, the reality of a formal debate is that there is a, a level of gamesmanship to it. Whether or not you're a Christian, it doesn't matter. If you're going to do a formal debate, it's not a dialogue, it's a formal debate. There is strategy and gamesmanship to that. And if you're not wanting to get into those things, then just don't do formal debates. By the way, I don't do formal debates for this reason. I'm not a good debater. There is strategy and gamesmanship involved in those things such that the loser or the, the objectively false view may end up persuading many um, who are looking on because they're better at the gamesmanship, even if the ideas aren't as sound. Of course, as Christians, we should try to be as mindful of that as possible. We should try to account for that as much as possible. We should admit our biases where possible, and we should really just be on an open exploration of the truth and allowing other people to you know, be invited into that. But the point still stands. Um, debates are about gamesmanship, and part of that gamesmanship is being very forceful with points so that people in the audience are left without any doubt of what it is that you think. So, um, yeah, I mean, we should still be winsome, but there is a time to be a little bit more forceful, to make a point, especially in, in situations where you're talking about subjects that that get heated. Yes, you got to be winsome, but you also got to be strong and forceful and make sure that you're not confusing the ideas of, of, of true love uh, and acceptance with the ideas of affirmation and things of that nature. Okay? We can accept other people without affirming their choices or their beliefs. And that's what we should be striving for. And uh, of course, we talked about the formal debates as well, right? In formal debates, there is gamesmanship. And you just have to reckon with that reality. If you're ever going to be the kind of person who en- engages with formal debates, realize that you need a measure of, of winsomeness and you also need a measure of uh, forcefulness so that you can be strategic in those situations. You know, in one sense, I really wish this podcast didn't have to exist. On the other hand, I'm thankful that I really believe the Lord wants me to be the one to host it and to bring this out. And I'll, I'll just be frank. I really hope that this is the start of some wonderful opportunities. I really hope that I am able to make some inroads even more than I already have um, with folks who would like a gracious and model building take on creationism to speak into whatever, just a private conversation, uh, a YouTube channel, a podcast interview, a a, a live stage, whatever it is. Um, I, I want more people to understand where creationists are coming from, that we can hold our positions rationally, that we've got some really smart people on our sides, and that we can be nice about it at the same time. So I thank you for joining me. I'm excited about the opportunity to have a podcast like this. And I would welcome number one, your subscription. And number two, I would welcome you to share this around with those you know who are interested in the origins debate. I really think everybody interested in the origins debate should be listening to this podcast or, or watching this on YouTube and sharing it around with their friends as well. Let's get this message out to as many people as possible. Thank you. God bless you. We'll see you on the next episode of The Winsome Creationist.